is up bros i'm caleb and i'm jonathan and we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed video game reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros nice catch because i probably wouldn't have even caught myself i know i was reading ahead and just like that was just standing out <laughs> like <laughs> technically i mean we if you're new to this one and haven't listened to like any of our other stuff, we only break down movies, so, and we've only done like I, I don't even remember how many video games we've done. We've I mean, done, if you're just counting, this is four. Hell yeah! I mean, if you're just counting uh, cutscenes, I guess you could say that's a movie. It's like a five or six hour movie, but <laughs> yeah, like we did. We're trying to do this every 50 episodes, because every 50 is, like, pretty close to a year. Yeah. It's special. Yeah. And so, we we didn't do one for our first 50. Um, oh, oh yes, we, we did. Didn't. Yeah, we did. We, we talked about Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, 50 was Spider-Man. 100, was that Red Dead 2? Yep. 150 was Avengers, and then 200 was Fallen Order, and now Guardians. Okay, so yeah, yep. we've done one every 50. Yeah, the re- so the reason I didn't re- or realize that we've, we did one of these before is because we didn't have this system in place when we were doing Spider-Man. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'd be a fun one to just go back and... Like re-explore, um, hundreds all across the board, hundreds all across the board. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm just kidding. Honestly, I'm not Vic. what? I say I'm not Vic. Kidding. I'm totally kidding, Vic. <laughs> Dude, honestly, the only one that I would like maybe disagree with that on would maybe be music. <sighs> <laughs> Everything else, though, like that's a a bomb ass game i don't know the freaking song that they play when he first suits up and he's starting to swing through the city and like that's when you're like literally transitioned into the character song's pretty badass true well we'll we'll figure it out yeah we'll, i, we'll I see might have to have fight to you it. on a on a hundred for that one too i'm just saying yeah maybe <laughs> anyway uh in so this episode, in 4K Spotlight, we have three new movies coming out. Two I haven't seen. Neither have I. And, and then one uh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago. And then, for Through the Wall, we got a couple new trailers this week. And there's not a whole lot to go off them. We're just going to give our initial thoughts until like we get a bigger like story-based trailer. And yeah, and then after that, we'll be getting into our episode 250 special episode where we break down Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Yes. And with that, let's say we get into this. Let's do it. 
Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alrighty, first up in 4K Spotlight, we have three new movies coming to 4K this week. Uh, Rose, would you like to tell everyone about them? I would love to. So first up, we have Ticket to Paradise, um, which I feel this one kind of came and went. Um, like honestly, I'm amazed of how fast it's like already gone to Blu-ray. Like, cause I swear this like first came out in like freaking like the end of October or like the beginning of November. Is that the, that's the George Clooney and Julia Roberts one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that one looks funny. It does. Does it say when it was released? Um, October 21st, 2022. Yeah, damn. It's not even two months old yet, and it's already being released on Blu-ray. It's insane how like fast studios put out movies on Blu-ray now, because um, I didn't... I always forget that Universal has this whole like 17 day. I mean, I don't know if this. Yeah, this is Universal. They have the whole like 17 day window that if they see a movie is not doing well in theaters, they they'll straight up pull it uh, and just release it uh, straight to digital to rent at a high price or buy at an even higher price. That's not a bad way to go about it. It's not. I mean, I don't know if you would pay uh twenty five dollars to rent a movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> I will wait for it to come to streaming like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Which I'm sure this one's going to end on Peacock soon. Because it seems that's where all Universal movies end up. Because um, I know they just added Bros to Peacock. So I'm yeah. sure this one will uh, be coming uh, on there soon. And I'll probably check it out there. I don't really plan on blind buying that movie. Um, I mean, I love those two actors, but just, I don't really feel like blind buying that one. Uh, next up we have Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Um, I love that name. That's a badass name. Um, but I know nothing about this source material or just anything about it. Um, is it a book? I swear it is. Yep. It is a book by Bernard Weber. Hmm. Apparently Variety called it the happiest film of the season. Truly magical. Alright. Freaking Sean Mendez plays Lyle. Oh my. Yeah, well, he's a singing crocodile. So, Makes sense. Yeah, it, it tracks. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. 
Is it, I'm um, surprised that I thought that one was coming to Disney Plus for the longest time. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, the no, what studio owns La La Crocodile? Uh, Sony. No shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe it will be uh hitting um Netflix uh eventually. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's available to rent damn near everywhere. It's still in okay. theaters somewhere around me. Oh, all right. Which is that's freaking weird for a movie like Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Um, you would think that would be for like children, right? Yeah. The, the only viewing <laughs> is like ten o'clock. Damn. Oh, at least that's the last are... one for today. Oh, unless your kid's a night owl, I don't know if that's a really great idea. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't school still in session? Uh, as far as I know, still in like, session for like another of, two weeks. Yeah, what kind of irresponsible parents taking their kid to a 10 p.m. movie? I would. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Okay, maybe not that. Like, if we're talking like opening night for like a big blockbuster movie like anything marvel or dc like yeah i i think i'll be the irresponsible parent and take pull my kids out of school for that yeah yeah right see or at least let them go in late yeah see like that's that's i feel like that's the kind of person i would be like i'd be like yeah like you guys want to go to the midnight viewing of whatever marvel movies coming out like yeah let's go and then just let them like, take him to school after lunch or something. Oh, you know, I totally missed a huge release. I'm sorry. Did you really? Uh, Yeah, The Woman King also comes out. Well, son of a bitch, Rose. I'm so sorry. I, I truly apologize. Dude, my wallet freaking hates this week. Because not only do, like, do those movies come out, Smile also comes out. Um, And then freaking they're releasing... Like all of the light, the Leica films on 4K with like stylized steelbooks, and I freaking oh, hate them so much. <laughs> freaking, because I need the one for Coraline, I need the one for Paranorman. Please, for the love of God, tell me those are the only two that they're releasing. Oh, please, for the love of God. Okay, thank. You. Oh, okay, okay, I'm saved. Okay, it's only those two. <sighs> for now. Yeah, exactly. We all know the box trolls and Kubo and the two strings are not um not far behind. <laughs> Sucks um, to be you. It does. And all sorry, one more thing. Did you know that where is it? There is a Christmas movie coming out. I really want to see this. It's called a Christmas Karen. What? <laughs> Dead serious. A Christmas the Karen. The tagline, dude. The tagline is this: "God help us, everyone." Oh my hell! I have to see this. Oh my god! A Christmas Karen is like. Is this gonna be on any streaming services? Because if it's not. Dude, I am blind buying this shit. It's on Pluto TV for free. <laughs> yeah, but that has commercials. I hate commercials. 
Is it bad that I'd rather buy it on Blu-ray and take the chance than watching it with commercials? Dude, I mean, it is your money. Fair but just enough. know that I will be judging you. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe when it goes on sale. I don't know. We'll see what I do. Oh my um, gosh, that looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that... I feel that's the biggest release of the week is a, a Christmas Karen. That that's what everyone's going to shit. That is what everyone's going to be picking up this week. Not the Woman King, not um. Shit, I already forgot <laughs> the other Christmas Karen. Yep. That yep. That that's already my favorite movie of the season. Good hell. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that that's it for uh, 4K. A um, lot of freaking good movies coming out, so um, hope your guys' wallets are ready, because mine sure ain't. <laughs> uh, Alright, well that covers everything in 4K, so let's move on to our Through the Wall, uh, which, like we said, so we got two trailers. Uh, one was for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And then the other is for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So these were more teasers than actual trailer, but they did show some good content. So, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. But let's start off with Indiana Jones, since I don't think there's too much to talk about there. There well, isn't? Um, well, I mean, I feel, I don't know, if are you a big Indiana Jones fan? I like Indiana Jones. Like I, I think. I mean, I do too. I think the movies are really interesting. I think the fourth one was uh, interesting. It had issues. <laughs> <laughs> would Would you say one of the only good things was just seeing Harrison Ford back? That's probably the only good thing about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Let's hope that's not how we feel about this fifth one. Yeah. Because I know he unfortunate. <laughs> Because he has said that this is the last time that he's playing indie, right? I swear he hit. I swear he did. Dude, who freaking knows with this dude? Who like? I can't believe that he like actually signed up to play General Ross. Uh, and so that's legit. That's legit. Oh shit! All right, I didn't know that was legit. Yeah, okay. it's legit, and he is playing the Red Hulk. No like, shit. I, okay. I think they've confirmed Red Hulk. Well, I'll be damned. I'm yeah, sure you're happy about that. I'm, they, I'm mildly <laughs> enthused. You don't think Harrison I, Ford can do it? I don't know if he can. Yeah. Okay. Dude, like, Fair. I have such like a vision of what Red Hulk and just all the Hulks in general should be. And Marvel has stomped every single one of them. Like every yeah, single one. Like when I, when I thought like, Oh, when they finally introduce scar, like he's going to be like this badass. No, he looks like a freaking dweeb. <laughs> really th- and that hair, God, that haircut. The haircut I can let slide because I'm like, okay, really? kind of like uh. a monk, kind of like monastery vibe. Like, if you know his, his right. mother from the comic, like, that's kind of the same haircut that his mother has. Okay. It's just, All right. he looks like a freaking bitch. <laughs> like, he is supposed to be, so Scar is like an interesting character because, so he's like an alien, 
he he kind of has like a natural like not quite green like greenish gray tone to him because okay. Hulk is green and his wife or Hulk's uh yeah Hulk's wife from on Sakar was like her her skin was like gray and so okay. Scar was just kind of like a middle ground of that but Scar's natural form is like a small very frail looking child interesting and then when he gets like pissed off he has his hulk form mhm and his hulk form is basically the exact same size as hulk so i don't know what the hell this like little teenage dumpling is but it's not what i imagined scar to be i saw an in- uh, this is totally getting off subject yeah this so I saw this freaking interview with someone that is in charge, like that has helped with um, hiring directors for Marvel movies. Apparently, they choose not to hire fans of the source material. What the sh- yeah. what? Because they don't want people going in with, like, an expectation of what these characters are supposed to be. And I'm like, that's exactly what you need, you dumb... Ooh, I almost said a real bad word there. (laughs) And I thought I was bad. Yeah, like... I'm like, that's exactly what you need. Isn't that supposed to be? It's supposed to be a jump from page to screen. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I have to pick... Between someone who knows a character versus someone who is just being introduced to a character, I'm going to pick the person that actually knows what the hell they're talking about. Exactly. Like, why would you not? You got me, man. Like, you I got under, me. I understand how everything that's happened with Hulk happened. Like, I completely understand it. Like... First off, like, Universal isn't making Hulk movies, so it's like, you can't dedicate a movie to Hulk within the MCU without having to make a deal with Universal, and for one character, you can't really do that, and so you have to, like, rely on team-ups. So, we only see Hulk, like, in his one Universal picture with Edward Norton, and then you see him with, in Age of Ultron with a team-up. Or not Age of Ultron. Then you see him in the Avengers. Makes sense. You can't really focus on that character. Was he badass in that movie? I'd say so. I really liked him uh, in yeah. Avengers. Honestly, that's the best one. I feel that's the best Mark Ruffalo's been as Banner in that yeah. one. Yeah. Next time we see him, it's um, it's Age of Ultron, isn't it? Or technically or Iron Man three. I forgot about that. Yeah, the end credits. Yeah. So technically Iron Man three. And then we see him in Age of Ultron, which, again, freaking badass in that movie. The movie itself wasn't great, but Hulk's shit was awesome. Mm. And then you don't see him again until Thor Ragnarok, where you've given him to Taika Waititi that makes a joke out of everything. Yep. And so, and then you kind of have to like correct yourself a little bit with Infinity War. Because, like, we don't see him again until Infinity War. And then you've just basically neutered him. Like, Hulk doesn't want to come out. Because that makes sense. (laughs) 
like not and i understand because the russo brothers don't know how to, ha- how to handle someone that's like freaking wild like that would you say joss whedon knew how to handle the hulk the, the most when it comes to the mcu or at least decently well decently well well okay. enough for me to be satisfied <laughs> okay um the issues that i had with joss whedon's uh, take were just um, inappropriate jokes that were that didn't need to be in there. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. Anyway, getting completely off topic. Indiana Jones, that old no. Indy. So, oh sorry. Who, yeah. Who? I want to find out who's. Attached to the Thunderbolts, like the director. Jake Schreier? What else has he done? Uh, that doesn't give me super good hope. Yeah, so the Thunderbolts uh, director, which is supposed to be, I think, the first appearance of the new General Ross slash Red Hulk. He's only done, like, music videos, a couple feature films, but they're, like, dramatic feature films. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Shit. Anyway, I... I... It's not necessarily um, Harrison Ford that I'm concerned about when it comes to red hulk it is the studio because they have just massacred anything and everything that's had to do with the hulks touche she hulk is i like she hulk she hulk's probably the only thing they've gotten right despite what freaking losers on the internet say i still haven't finished it so it's pretty good. That's that's what the, I heard. The ending, the ending's a little like, <laughs> a little much. Yeah, it's a little like, uh-huh. okay, what the hell? <laughs> but like, it, I I enjoyed it personally. Okay, all right. Well, I need to give it a watch. Anyway, so yeah, Indiana Jones five. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've so I've only seen the first three, and um, I haven't seen those um since. I haven't watched those since the first Lego Indiana Jones came out. Oh wow! Yeah, it's been that long. Don't get me wrong; I really enjoy Indiana Jones. They're all all those three are really really good movies. Um, but for some reason, just haven't gone back to visit them. And like I, like I said, I haven't even bothered with a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm I think sure I will. Re- just yeah. to, if I want to go see this fifth one. I think the rewatchability on the Indiana Jones movies, you have to be in a very particular mood. That's fair. I don't think that Indiana, like, that's a good one to, like, go back and explore. Unless you're, like, studying something from it or anything like that. Because it's like, once you've watched them, it's one of those movies, like, once you've watched it, you're kind of good. Yeah, no, that that is a very good point. But, I mean, I'm excited. There's, I mean, they have some good stuff in this. Like, 
they have a, a really cool looking de-aged Harrison Ford that looks oh my fantastic. Yeah, but me telling Kill that like um, it's amazing how good that looks. But then there's a scene when Indy's riding a horse in a parade, and this is when he's you know like present day Indy, um, where he <laughs> where it looks fake as shit. Yeah, <laughs> God, it looks so awful. Yeah, it's not ideal. No. But, I mean, excited for the movie either way. Um, And then next up we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which kind of directly correlates with the holiday special, which which I I know you haven't watched yet. It's... I had fun. I had a lot of fun with That's that. That's what I've, been t- I've. I don't know why I've been sitting on it. I really need to just freaking sit my ass down and watch it. That was the first Christmas thing that I watched this this season. Okay, and it got me in like the Christmas mood. I love it. I love hearing that. Like it got me in the Christmas spirit so freaking hard. I'm just like, yeah. And then right after that, I watched like a couple. Santa Claus episodes, uh, or Santa Claus's episodes, and then, yeah, like, it's just, it just got me in the Christmas spirit. Hell yeah. And, like, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Um, a lot of interesting things have come from that, though. Um, so, apparently, this is, so, like the big like thing that everyone's been talking about is Groot and how he looks in this. It it did take me like a minute to like see him in like almost like adult form, but was still like the like baby Groot face <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah, it's so it's a James little weird. Gun- yeah, James Gunn has named this version of Groot Swole Groot. <laughs> Um, oh my god, I love it. Yeah. But something that he confirmed as well, um, this is not Groot from the first movie. The Groot from the first movie is dead. This is a this is Groot's offspring. No sh- What? Yeah. Well, that just blew my freaking mind. Right? Yeah. Wow. So for everyone thinking that like these are all the same group, nope. Like this has been the the like the same group that we saw planted at the the end of volume one. But this is not the group. Like th- this is not like a uh reincarnated version of that Groot. This is Groot's offspring. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I still don't know how to process that. Um, and apparently, too, so there's a bunch of cool shit that's come from this um, that, like, James Gunn wanted to talk about and, like, address before the movie came out. So that, like, that was the big one, that this isn't Groot from the first movie. This is Groot's offspring. That's why he kind of has like a different personality than Groot. Now that you say that's making so much sense. Yeah. And 
another thing. So the Groot, our Groot's um, species, they collect or like they kind of uh, absorb knowledge and personality traits from the people around them and kind of have like a hive knowledge in a way. Yeah. That they just kind of inherit from each other. So Groot had all of this, um, all of this knowledge, like all of it, like this hive knowledge from the, from the species that he's a part of. Okay. So Groot had all this, but this new Groot doesn't. So he's been absorbing the personality traits and all this other stuff from the people around him, which have been the Guardians. Huh. So that's why he's acting like super bratty and like getting all swole because he's around people that do that kind of thing. That is so interesting. Right? Wow. Okay. So, ah, freaking love it. Yeah, that's Wow. Way to pay attention to detail, Gun. I love it. Dude, I appreciate so much how open he is. Like, he's yeah. always, like, answering questions on, like, Twitter or Instagram or, like, posting different different shit. And, like, he'll answer, like, fan questions. Like, someone will post, like, hey, like, what about this? And he'll, like, respond. Like, oh, yeah, that's canon. Oh, nope, that's not. I love like, it. Never said that's that. awesome. Like, that's not true. Like, he, like, he'll take these rumors that people make and then, like, post and be like, yeah, not true. Or he'll say, like, yes, absolute canon. <laughs> oh, my God, yes, I love it. Like, it, it's freaking awesome. And then, he, like, he's doing the same thing with what he's wanting to do with the uh, the DC universe. Like, he, he shares pictures, and he's like, maybe. <laughs> and it gets, like, all of the DC fanboys hyped up. Like, I just love how open he is. I'm like, I wish yeah. Marvel was like that. <laughs> if only man yeah but I mean it looks like we're going to get some interesting story like we saw a little bit of uh, Adam Warlock we did he looks fantastic yeah he looks really good um, didn't James Gunn say that a lot of this movie is going to focus on like Rocket's backstory yes it so looks that way one of the main or I guess the at least from what it seems, the main antagonist, it looks like it's going to be the High Evolutionary, which is the person that did all the experiments to Rocket. Shit. Um, and isn't the otter that he hugs, like, kind of, like, in the middle or end of the trailer, isn't that his, uh, it's either his girlfriend or his wife? Um... Okay, I'm I'm looking it up real quick. So her name is Lila. And she is Rocket Raccoon's soulmate. Okay. Aww. Yeah, just looking real quick. Yeah, it looks like it's it's just like a soulmate situation. I don't think they've ever gotten like married. At least not <laughs> okay. from what I can tell. All right. 
Yeah. So it seems like that they're going that route again, like bringing in Lila the Otter for Rocket. And I like it. I, I I'm so excited. I'm really excited to kind of dive too. into Rocket's backstory. It's gonna be so depressing, though. I feel, dude. Yeah. This Definitely movie has a completely different vibe than the first <laughs> two. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, damn. But I'm excited for both of these movies to come out, and I, I can't wait for more story to to come out too. Yes, same here. They Which, both come out this coming summer, right? Indian. So Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny comes out June thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Okay. And then. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out May 5th of 2023. Oh, okay. So that one kicks off the summer season. All right. Yeah. So that one actually nice. comes out really soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. Or at least relatively soon. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Yeah. So we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp in February, right? I believe so. And then... Volume three after that. Man, this is, is cool. Is that it for Marvel movies in twenty three? Or is there another no. Um let's see. Oh nope, we got the Marvels coming out. Oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> So does the Marvels come out? Um, sorry, the Marvels come out. Um, wow, uh, like the holiday season of twenty three, or my guess is like November. Okay. Okay, so the Craven the Hunter movie comes out January third. When was this updated? Updated October twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Okay. I don't think they've made any big changes since then. Wait, Craven's supposed to come out next month? Yeah, now that I'm like seeing that, there's, it's probably not no, that updated. <laughs> there's no way. We haven't even seen a freaking trailer, let alone a poster. Okay, okay. This one was updated three days ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so we have Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out February... Son of a... Bitch. Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out February 17th. Oh, so Iris' birthday. Hey, there we go. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out May 5th. Across the Spider-Verse is coming out June 2nd. The Marvels is coming out July 28th. And then Craven the Hunter is coming out October 6th. Okay. Damn, 23 is pretty packed. Yeah, I mean, not as packed as 2022 was, I feel. Fair enough. But, I mean, I'm excited for these. Oh, yeah, same here. Like, I know that I'm, like, of the mindset where I want, like, Marvel content, like, new Marvel content now. <laughs> <laughs> but if Marvel decided to just 
give us like maybe two a year, <laughs> like maybe three, as long as the quality was good. Like I, I think I'd be perfectly happy with that. Same here. Same here. Um, but anyway, so excitement level one out of ten with these two. Guardians, honestly, I'm already out of ten. Just for how much I love the first two, I can't. I can't wait to see Volume Three. Uh, indie, not like a seven. I might be at a six with indie. Okay. I think I need more story. Like I, I want to know what the Dial of Destiny is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Like, is this another magical item? Like, that's a, like the. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> I want to. I want to know what the Dial of Destiny is, but I. I think I'm with you. I think the holiday special just amped me up for, uh, more. Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and seeing them in like comic accurate suits looks awesome. so cool. Oh my god, I love it. I hope they're in those like for the majority of the film. I hope so too, because they like, really work in live action. They work so freaking well it's on everyone. And I'm kind of six men. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm kind of glad <laughs> that um. They're giving Dave Batista a little bit of a break and putting like a shirt on Drax. Yeah, dude, I was thrown <laughs> off. I'm like, whoa, I don't see his nipples. It works for him though. Oh yeah, no, he looks great. Yeah, it works so well for Drax. Like, just a a, a vest. Like, oh come on. Like you could have saved the man like a months of heartache <laughs> with that. But anyway, excited to see everyone back. Um, but Except yeah, for with Yondu. you. <laughs> yeah. It still hurts. Hopefully Craglin learns what the hell he's doing with that arrow. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I really do. Um, all right. Well, with that out of the way... Let's say we get into this week's headliner. Let's do it. Like we said, this week's headliner, we will be breaking down the video game Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split video games into 10 different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Uh, the, the 10 categories that we score are story, writing, voice acting, character development, graphics, music, gameplay, main missions, side quests, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and thrown into our algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us to compare this, mo 
this video game to others that we have scored. <laughs> Not like there's only like four others. <laughs> but it's fun for us. So Exactly. Friggin' bite me. <laughs> oh man. Alright. Well, if you have not played Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, you have had a little over a year to play it. I, su- I swear it's been longer than that. It came out October 26th, 2021. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, so it's only been a, l- like a little bit over a year. Oh, my bad. I thought, huh, I thought it was a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have not played it, you've had a year to do so. Yeah. It's on Game Pass right now, so I'm assuming it's not doing super hot, but... Which sucks. Yeah, it is worth the play, if you guys get around to it. Yes, it really is. Um, so, that being said, if you have not played it, and you listen past this point, um... Things will be spoiled for you. Yes. Um, And I'm just going to apologize now because even though I, you know, of course, played the game, I'm sure I'm still going to F up some of these names. So. I'm reading along with you, so you're probably fine. (laughs) Okay. Thank God. (laughs) All right. On Peter Quill's 13th birthday, his mother, Meredith, gives gifts him the element guns, rare Already going to F it up. Spar toy. Spar toy, thank you. Weapons left behind by his father. That same day, Chitari warriors attack the Quill household, kidnapping Peter and killing Meredith. Many years later, Peter becomes a mercenary named Star-Lord and leads the Guardians of the Galaxy. In order to make money, the Guardians head into the Forbidden Quarantine Zone, established by the Nova Corps to store debris from the war so they can capture a rare, mo- rare monster for their patron, Lady Hellbender. However, they are forced to flee the quarantine zone when Peter picks up a yellow gem he finds and accidentally releases an unidentified alien entity. The Guardians flee, but are intercepted by the Nova Corps patrol ship Hala's Hope. Wow. Cap- Captained? Captained. Captain. Wow. How the How the hell did I think that said Captain? Oh my god. Captain. It's going to be a long one. Captain by Centurion Corel, Peter's former lover. Corel detains the Guardians alongside Grand Unifier, Raker of the Universal Church of Truth, who was also cut, caught trespassing in the quarantine zone to search for his church's golden god. While being processed, Peter also meets a young Nova Corps cadet named Nikki Gold, who happens to be Corel's daughter, leading Peter to suspect that he might be Nikki's father. Corel agrees to give the Guardians three cycles to pay their hefty fine. Being completely broke, the Guardians decide to scam Lady Hellbender by selling one of their own. The plan goes awry. However, and the Guardians are forced to flee, though not before obtaining the money necessary to cover their fine. Enraged, Lady Hellbender swears revenge and hires the Lethal Legion to pursue them. The Guardians then travel to the Rock, a Nova Corps outpost where Hollis Hope is docked, but find that several Nova Corps officers stationed there, claiming that they must spread the prom- spread the promise, have have mu- is that mutinied? Mutinied, yeah. 
Yes, thank you. God, I know English, I promise. It's my first language. <laughs> the Hollis Hope leaves the station and the Guardians decide to flee to nowhere, where Quill plans to ask Cosmo the space dog for help. Cosmo arrests the Guardians after they get into a fight with the Blood Brothers, but Peter makes a deal with Cosmo to investigate the Hollis Hope, which is now transmitting a mysterious signal if Cosmo agrees to get the charges against them dropped. The Guardians board the Hollis Hope and find a massive cannon siphoning faith energy from the from the planet below. They are then captured by Raker, who takes them to meet the matriarch of his church. To Peter's horror, the matriarch is Nikki. Nikki is in possession of the Yellow Gem, which allows her to brainwash thousands of alien followers with the promise, trapping them in illusions crafted from their deepest desires and harnessing their devotion as faith energy to power the church's fleet of ships and machines. Nikki tries to tempt the Guardians with the promise, but they each manage to resist and break free before escaping the church, although Drax is still shaken by what he witnessed in his promise, and Peter learns that Corel was killed by the mysterious entity he previously released. The Guardians are sorry. The Guardians are attacked by a fleet of lethal legion warships but manage to defeat them. They attempt to enlist the help of the Xandarian world mind, but it concludes that the church's victory is inevitable and flees the galaxy with the remaining Novacors. Drax then succumbs to the promise and imprisons the team. With help from Mantis, the Guardians enter Drax's mind and force him to, to accept that the promise is not real. They also encounter Adam Warlock, the Church's original Golden God, who faked his death and went into hiding on Mantis's planet. Warlock reveals that the alien entity controlling Nikki is in fact his dark side, Magus, whom he sealed in the Yellow Gem, the Soul Stone, to keep contained. Magus is manipulating Raker and the church to gather faith energy on which he can be fed, on, on which he can feed. With no other options, the Guardians turn to Lady Hellbender for help. They subdue and gift the legendary monster Fin Fang Foom for her, and, and she agrees to aid in an assault on the church's flagship, the, I'm gonna, the, sa the Sacrosanct? Yep. The Sacrosanct. Okay. During their assault, Raker traps the Guardians in an energy field, but Peter is able to enter Nikki's promise with the help of Corel's spirit, who reveals Nikki is an adopted war orphan and not Peter's daughter. Peter convinces Nikki to accept Corel's death, freeing her from her promise and Magus's control, while also unlocking her hidden powers. The Guardians kill Raker while Warlock absorbs Magus back into his body, ending the threat of the Church. As the galaxy celebrates being freed from the Church's brainwashing, the Guardians take their leave, with Nikki becoming their newest member. Magus proves to be too much for Warlock to contain, however, and takes over his body. Guided by Mantis, Peter risks his own life by physically wielding the Soul Stone to imprison Magus once again. Warlock thanks the Guardians for their help and takes custody of the Soul Stone, promising to come to them for help should he need it. Peter contemplates how to take care of Nikki as the Guardians set off to handle their next assignment, printing new business cards. If, however, the Guardians never paid their Novacore fine, the ship is suddenly disabled by a Novacore tracker, and the team is left stranded in space. Thank God I paid that fee. Dude, I didn't. <laughs> no shit! <laughs> I was dude, just like, what? Yeah, dude, I was so pissed. No, no dude. <laughs> that's fun. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, man. That was a... <laughs> I'm so glad dude. that we got the different endings. Yeah, dude, that's freaking amazing. 
<laughs> you didn't want you didn't want to part with what was it nine thousand? No, so <laughs> so I ended up spending all of the the money that we got at on nowhere. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. So. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that's oh, dude, that's so freaking funny. Oh my gosh, dude! This game, especially just this was the game that I played like right off the heels of Avengers. Like there was a a great deal on it for Black Friday. It was like twenty bucks at Walmart, yeah, and you get yeah, got the Steelbook copy of yeah. it. Oh god, the Steelbook is gorgeous. Yeah, so I was just like, what what the hell? Like, why not? And, I, like, I started, like, remembering, I'm like, okay, well, the Avengers storyline was good. Like, so, I mean, why wouldn't this one be? This game blew that one completely out of the water. Yeah, because they actually made a smart call with this one. Just make it a uh, single-player story-based game that to where you're only playing as one member of the Guardians, which is totally fine. I was fine with just being able to play as Star-Lord. Because of that, I feel that they were able to not only um, establish the team better that way and like really showcase um, the leadership from Peter Quill, but just, I don't know, I honestly felt that like I got to know the Guardians more in this game than any of the Avengers than uh, than any of the Avengers in the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It 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 is such a night and day difference. Like overall, like I I have nothing but good things to say about the story on this game. Oh, same here. Um like it freaking starts off strong. It really does. But I I love how they had it set up where you're only following along with with Peter and following his story and his like whatever backstory that he has. Like I I think it just made it like really well and like just highlighted the uh the personalities of the different guardians and their relationship with him it really did yeah and well i mean this is something we'll get into but i think the way that they handled not really side missions but collectibles was the best oh i absolutely agree like i loved finding collectibles in the in the game and then having it turn into like a big old dialogue with one of the guardians. Yeah. It was just incredible. And then on top of that, like we get amazing storytelling, like stories within stories. So, I mean, we have our overarching story and I love that they split it up into chapters. So it's just kind of like, okay, yes. this is what you're trying to, what you're leading to here. And so it was like, first, you have to collect this monster for Lady Hellbender. So you kind of like just working your way to that. And then once you do that, then it's on to the next chapter. And then it's like having to face the, the Nova Corps and yeah. deal with them. And then it's just the the progression of the story was so well done. It really was. And 
I really liked the aspect of kind of having the like a choose your own adventure in a way. Like obviously, like the story yeah, itself love... was the same. Yeah. But like the over but it's just like making these like little small decisions to just kind of make you feel like you had a big impact on what the the end of the game looked like. Yeah, like I mean even there's like just little decisions that you make that like maybe like don't exactly like impact the rest of the game but just at that moment it does. Like I know there's um and this is like towards the beginning of the game um when I believe you're on nowhere or is it oh, I forget which planet you're on. But there's uh, one where uh, you have to like cross a gap, and Dra- I believe it's Drax that that's saying like, "Oh, j- just throw a rocket, you know, he'll be he'll be able to, you know, build us a bridge." And so you have to decide, okay, do I side with Drax or do I side with Rocket and don't throw and we figure out another way? Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I I did choose to throw Rocket. And you threw Rocket? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you can definitely tell that he held a grudge for a little bit. Um, but it's just like shit like that, which I freaking loved. Ah, uh, dude, I always took the long way. Really? Yeah, okay. I like always like sh- like told Drax no when it came to throwing rocket. <laughs> like, gosh, I love that we had like these different games that like when you yeah. play, do you try to like do you try to make the decisions that you would make, or do you try to make the ones that you wouldn't? I feel like. I try to keep it 50-50 because, like, in that instance, I'm thinking, like, in Peter Quill's shoes, I feel, because, like, don't get me wrong, Peter Quill can be, like, a really cool guy, but, like, sometimes I know him and Rocket don't exactly get along, so I'm sure if, like, he was in, like, a heated argument with Rocket, he wouldn't have been super mad just throwing Rocket across the freaking so you So you try to make it based off of, like, the character? yeah. Okay. I always do it, like, even if it doesn't make sense for, like, the character, I always try to do it, like, based off of what I would do. <laughs> or what I think I would do. Because I was always just like, no, we're not throwing Rocket. But it it might just have to be with my play style, because I know that if I didn't throw Rocket, then I'd have to take the long way. And the long way would help me, like, find the collectibles. <laughs> See, I hate myself that I'm not the hugest, like, into collectibles. I'm not the kind of... They made the collectibles like, worth it in this game. I, I would agree, and, like, I, I definitely, you know, like, got as many as I could, but, like, I was, like, kind of, like, um, I don't know. I'm, like, the kind of gamer that will just, like, kind of, like, just keep pushing forward. I don't really, like, venture out and, like, explore, which I really need to do because, like, people, like, put so much dedication into, like, doing the surroundings of these video games. So yeah. I really need to get better at that about that instead of just literally going mission to mission to mission. Like this one didn't leave like and we'll get into this too. Like this didn't have too many side quests to do. It was I feel like the the side quest was the collectibles. And like I said, the yeah. collectibles were worth it for me cuz like it opened up dialogue with the different guardians. That is true. Um like I'm trying to remember one. Oh, there was a broken translator, like a broken universal translator. And when you collect that, it and you it they put it on your ship somewhere. And it's like, hey, you can go and like find this now. So you can walk downstairs or to the um 
the cargo hold of the the Milano and you can find the the translator and then when he picks it up he's like oh i wonder if uh if Groot's language is on this and so you try talking to Groot and like of course all he's saying is i am Groot and then Peter's having like this dialogue like talking like like oh man i really wish that like do you think that your language is on this and he's like saying no and then rocket kind of comes around the corner and like translates for for Groot a little bit and it's just a super sweet moment yeah and then it's like the same thing with like some of the other guardians and so this is what i spent my my money on when <laughs> who okay who did you sell to uh lady hellbender rocket ah sold Groot <laughs> really yeah I feel like it was the smart call. <laughs> yeah, it honestly was because freaking her dialogue when it came to like literally when you open the when they open the door and Rocket steps out, she just freaking bursts out laughing. Like, yeah, she. What, how, how how did she react when uh, Groot came out? Uh, completely opposite. Like he comes really? out and then she like oh like. And starts like talking about how magnificent of a creature he is. And, what the hell? Yeah, and, she straight up just laughs. And she's like, "Oh my, what can that rodent even do?" And shit. <laughs> it's like, "Fuck you, lady." <laughs> uh, they did. I was throwing Drax under the bus hard. Like, oh, dude, I did the same hitting. thing. <laughs> dude, can we just? Can we both agree? And I'm sorry to use the word again. She had fuck me eyes for Drax. Like, uh, yeah, like so hardcore. Like, oh my god, <laughs> dude. Did you, did um, did you play as like the the classic costumes, or did you, you like collect some other outfits? No, I just played as classics. You did, yeah. Yeah, I I went around and unlocked all of the uh, the movie outfits. How how do the movie ones look? They look incredible. Really? Oh. Yeah. Like what I really like about it, like I so I I chose Drax's like typical outfit. Um, so I had like different outfits for each character. So Star Lord's, I actually kept his like classic. Okay. Look. Um I just really lo- like the the jacket that he had and everything. Um looks really good. Rocket I I don't think I gave him the movie accurate outfit. I gave My Drax first? the the movie accurate and I think I gave Gamora too. Um but what so... I really liked is it didn't change like Sorry. the hair that that much like with with Gamora it was just the outfit that changed. It wasn't like her hair or anything else about her. It was just the I was outfit. actually just about to ask that, like with like Rocket, especially with the movie, like does he still have like uh does he still have like kinda like a goatee kind of thing if you switch to the movie outfit? Yep. He does? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just movie outfit. Okay. Which I mean the movie outfit was cool and all, but it wasn't like so my is it, favorite. Is it the orange one? Kinda like orange one yeah. from the first one or the blue one? Okay. The orange one. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping it was the blue one. So they did have a blue one, one that they was did. like okay. pretty similar to the blue one. So I actually okay. used that one a little bit too. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, freaking loved it. 
But yeah, she had some major eyes for freaking Drax. Did, like, oh my god! Like there was a point where I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was just like, oh jeez, <laughs> okay, dude. When he finally like asked Peter, because doesn't he like ask Peter like, oh, is she like flirting with me or something? She like that. Literally, I'm just like, no shit, man. Like, how did you not pick up on this? I know you're not like soup, you know, you're not like, uh, you don't pick up on stuff super fast tracks, but like, come on. Yeah. Oh my. Dude, like, another like story thing I want to hit on when you have to go into Drax's mind to free him from the promise, that was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in a video game. Dude, same. The fact that, like, each time he keeps, like, turning around, he's just like, why are you following me? Just leave me alone. Your heart freaking just breaks every single moment. You have to keep moving forward just to convince him this isn't real. Dude, I... (laughs) Oh, there were so many times I'm like, just leave him! Just leave him! (laughs) Like, he's in that... You're fine with four. You're fine with four. I know. Dude, I've... Like, I think this, this... I don't know if this has happened in a video game before, at least not to the extreme, I freaking cried during that whole oh, th- situation. At least when you're, like, actually freeing him. Like... Yeah. Oh, man. that was, It was just heartbreaking. Because in the MC, we never actually get to see Covet and his daughter, right? No, we do not. Okay, that's what I thought. So, that was freaking rough. And then, freaking same thing, when Peter's trapped in the promise and he has to shoot his mom, I was just like, oh don't make God. me do that! Like, don't make me! <laughs> I actually, like, found out what happened if you don't. <laughs> it's what not happens? good. Okay, it's, it's just like this black sludge just kind of comes over the screen and then some credits will show. And then, like... Oh, real? Yeah, so, like, the credits will show and I'm just like, Fine. Don't even care. Um, and they'll yeah. say, like, reload. I'm like, fine. No. Don't make <laughs> me do this again. Oh, man. it. This, like you said, how do you get this game right after Avengers? Yeah. Dude, the story was so freaking good in this like there was not a single part of the story that i disliked dude i thought like maybe i i was gonna when they um when it was definitely showcased that like nikki was gonna have a bigger part to play um than i initially thought i might have thought that she would get a little bit annoying but no dude i loved her character throughout i freaking love that she's now a guardian of the galaxy dude her story was freaking heartbreaking too so Oh, dude. Okay, yeah. That ending when like Peter has to keep like snapping her out of it and just like making her accept that her mother really is dead. Yeah, I'll f- yeah. I started tearing up at that part. Dude, this game did such a good job of just hitting you in the um in the feels like Seriously. a freaking gut punch, and it wasn't just once. It was like this game made me feel like genuine. Like, high and low emotions. Like, there were times where I was just like, yeah, like, freaking get it. Yeah. And then there were other times where, like I said, just freaking was 
crying. Like I like there were times I paused such the game to cry. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, such amazing storytelling. It was so freaking good. Like really freaking good. I don't know about you. I may be like solid 95 for my story score. Dude, I was thinking the same. The writing, on the other hand, story aspects were great. Like, the story aspects were fantastic. Where it lost me was combat. The combat dialogue was very limited. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. Like, and it sucks, because it's just, like, the same thing over and over and over again, and you just, like, yeah. Okay. And especially if you're, like, like, I got my ass handed me, like, quite a few times, and so having to replay those moments, yeah, freaking, like, it got annoying, because it, it was hitting the same freaking beats exactly like, how it hit it in the last version. Don't get me like, wrong, I'm cool with Peter calling out, you know, like, um, I don't know even how to say this, um, plays? No, that doesn't work. You know, I mean, like, what, what each, what each teammate he wants to do. But yeah, it literally just it was just over and over again. It really got very frustrating. Yeah, I think they needed a wider selection or very not selection, variation of yes. like the call outs. Did um, you um did you feel any comedy was wasted by any of the guardians? Honestly, not all of Star-Lord's jokes hit for me. I was same here, man. Yep, same here. I think a lot, like, I think that is somewhere that the the game lacked was was humor. Like, there was definitely some stuff that made me laugh, but a lot of the jokes were just more like, okay, that was freaking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I can't I think don't of know, any maybe... off the top of my head. Maybe it's just me, but I mean, I don't know if this. I guess this can kind of go in writing, but at the end, before like the whole thing with Adam Warlock and you know, like the like him getting giant as fuh, when you know you think the Guardians have won and they're just like you know strutting their stuff and just walking along. I don't know. Maybe for me that felt just very awkward because there's it no one was. around you. It... There's no one around you, so like you're not really showing off to anyone. Um. So is it when you're walking down the hallway, like right before you face off against Magus? No, um, it's, uh, God, what is it? It's like literally right before you board your ship, uh, before the credits start rolling. Okay. Yeah, when I was walking through there, I actually had like a lot of people there that I could like interact with. I didn't. Maybe it was like just based off of the decisions you made, because it's like I I would like, walk for a, a little freaking... while, yeah. Because I would walk for a little while, and then it was like Lady Hellbender I could interact with. Then I'd walk a little bit more, and then I could interact with some Novacore people, and then walk a little further, and then I interacted with the um, uh, what's it called, the big face. The I high, interacting uh... with Hellbender, but I don't remember interacting with Novacore or anybody else like that. God, I made some shitty decisions, apparently. 
Yeah. Like that's <laughs> so that's actually what affects your like the gets affected the most is supposedly like that ending like some of the, whatever decisions you make when you're talking yeah. like did the uh did the um freaking hell the nova building come and help you no it didn't no huh or like the big ass face that you went and talked chatted with oh what's her name Shit, I can't find the name of the the Nova place. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't find it. I was gonna say the high evolutionary, but it's not that's not it. I swear from what I remember, I did not. Like you remember like going to talk to the Nova like station, right? Yeah. And talking to like the big ass face. Yes. And that they didn't come and help you. I don't think they did. Yeah, that that was like a big thing. So like they came and helped me. So I had like some major assistance from the Nova Corps. <laughs> okay, well apparently I got to play this game again because I made the wrong decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you were, oh gosh, I need to find the name of that that place. It's not the quarantine zone. The world mind, the Zandarian world mind. Uh, let's see. Let's see what you had to do for that. So you were trying to request help from the Nova supercomputer, right? Yes. Okay. So it was when you were going there to like pay your fine. Um So you so you paid your fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when you're talking to the world mind, uh, you can find like a bunch of information on like a bunch of different people uh, within like the the world. But you're trying to convince the world mind to come and help you, like in this in this final battle. But then they freaking like okay, peace out and bounce. But with whatever I ask them made them question, like, okay, maybe, like, I should help. And then they came and, like, gave me some air support. Mm. And then, did Fing Fang Foom come and help you? Yes. Okay. Like I said, I, apparently I need to replay this game, because I did not make the right decisions. Yeah, so... Yeah, I... So, I, I went to to pay the fine didn't end up paying it but i was trying to convince the world mind so i shared some intel that i had against the church of truth and then they were just like yeah we're just gonna like not fight them <laughs> <laughs> and see how that goes for us and so then i like 
questioned them and I was just like, how does that strategy work? Because eventually the world mind's going to grow bigger, more powerful, and then they're eventually going to track you down, hunt you, and, and like destroy you. And then they're just like, oh, we need to think about this. And then they turned around and freaking zapped out. <laughs> and then like in the middle of the battle, freaking they freaking they come and are like bring a bunch of people with them. Hmm. So interesting that you didn't get yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, because that's like where where when you're walking and it, you, how you said you, you're walking through like an empty hallway. Like mine was crammed full of people. Ah, <laughs> uh, you lucky duck. Yeah, like I was actually. A lot of people were just standing on that bridge, so instead of it just being, like, a straight walk, like, I was actually, like, maneuvering around people. Yeah, that, yeah, that didn't happen to me. <laughs> That's funny. Nothing but straight for me. Yeah, there was, like, random dialogue here and there that we'd have, like, with Lady Hellbender, then a couple Nova people, then, um, then Nikki, and then Adam, and so that's kind of how it went. So, I mean, it, it's unfortunate because, like, the writing overall for this, at least in story beats, fantastic. Like, I'd say yeah, absolutely up, agree. upward, somewhere in the high 90s. But what kills me is the combat dialogue that just was yeah. got very stale. And then the humor. <laughs> they yeah. did not... They didn't get the humor at all. No, they really did not. So, what are you thinking for writing? Um, I'm going to set it like an 85. Hmm. Honestly, I, can, I think I can meet you there. Yeah. Eh. I might go a little higher. I might just be at like an eighty-six. All right. Like not a whole, not a big difference, but just just slight. Yeah. All right. Voice acting. We have John McLaren who voiced Star Lord. We have Kimberly Sue Murray who voices Gamora. Alex Weiner. Who voices Rocket? It might be Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. It. <laughs> I I just know that most people that have a name like that they usually go by Weiner, but it might be Alex Wiener. Um, but anyway, he voiced Rocket. We have Jason Cavalier who voices Drax. Robert Mo- Montcalm who voices Groot. Uh, Brent Skagford, who voices Adam Warlock. Romaine Dennis, who voices Nikki Gold. Sarah Levesque, who voices Lady Hellbender. And then Judith Barbo, who voices Corel. Okay. don't think there's anyone else that's... Yeah, that seems like it. Like, I don't think Mantis was in it enough. Right? I don't think so, but God, did I love Mantis in this game. I loved her, too. Yeah, like, oh my God, she was fantastic. 
Yeah, and then Meredith Quill, I don't think was in it enough. And then young Peter Quill. Dude, that kid straight up looks like young Peter Quill. Yeah, I think they got a lot of the um, character design based off of these people. I love it. That's awesome. I mean, as far as you can go. Like, I know freaking the chick who voices Nikki Gold looks damn near exactly like her. Obviously, just blue-skinned. And then Lady Hellbender looks... Yeah, straight up. Like, goddamn. Um, don't lie, though. Lady Hellbender had it going on, though, right? <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> like, goddamn. Yeah, I was... I was digging I was it. Cru- I was crushing hard, not gonna lie. No, like there was part of me that was just like, Drax, you freaking lucky bastard. <laughs> Seriously. Mm. Like, shit. And especially when she was like whooping ass too. Like, <laughs> like, dude, when she was flying around on Fing Fing Foom, I'm just like, I. <laughs> I marry, marry me. Just marry me right now. Like, yeah, not hating this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, freaking loved her. <laughs> Mantis was hilarious. I freaking loved yeah, Mantis. She's so great. Ugh, like all of these characters were freaking awesome. Um, so who who would you say is like your top 5? Or what um, like unless they're like all the guardians. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're all the guardians. Um Hmm. Number five. All right, give me a minute. Okay. So, uh, number five, I will give to um, what is her name? Sarah Levesque, who played Lady Hellbender. She was not only was her character hot, but her voice just <laughs> made it even more hot. Uh, dude we we i simped hard for lady hellbender yeah same here <laughs> same here man dude when um, i like when i figured out like or when they were talking about like screwing her over i was just like all right let's let, like let's go screw this bitch over and then when i saw her i was just like i think we've made a mistake <laughs> yeah how about we do the different kind of screwing huh how about that <laughs> Inappropriate. Sorry. But accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't claim to keep it PG here. I'm just saying. Uh, number four, I would give to Emmanuel Lucier Martinez, who played Mantis, just because, oh my god, she was amazing. Like, like, don't get me wrong, I love Palm Clementif in the MCU one, but, like, I don't, I think I might have liked her just, like, this rendition a little better. I loved Mantis to death in this video game, and just credit to this actor. She was freaking incredible. Um, yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, number three, I would give to Romaine Denise, or Dennis, is it Denise or Dennis? I'd say Dennis. <laughs> 
Dennis, uh, who played Nikki Gold. Um, like you said earlier, I thought that she was going to when we find out that she's a uh, going, she has more of a bigger role throughout the story. I was going to be like, oh god, please tell me we're not going to turn to her, just turn her into just an annoying ass kid. They didn't really uh, turned her into a great character and Romaine, um, or is it Roman? I'd say Romaine. Romaine. Fantastic voice work. Like, seriously, absolutely incredible. Um, she honestly became one of my favorite characters of the game. Fantastic. Um, number two, I would give to Jason Cavalier, uh, who played Drax. Um, on a, he did such a good job of delivering like the dry wit humor that Drax is known for. Um, and just, yeah, like he reminded me a lot of how Batista delivers it, but in like the best way possible. Um, if anything, I think I liked his delivery even, uh, even a little bit better than uh, how Batista delivers his lines as Drax. Um, he was freaking amazing. Uh, and then uh, number one, I would give to Alex, let's just say Weiner. Um, who played Rocket? Um, Rocket is has and always will be my favorite Guardian, um, and no voice actor has done me wrong. Bradley Cooper was amazing, and Alex Weiner did the absolute same. He was fantastic as Rocket when he needed to hit those em- emotional beats. He did when he needed to be funny. He was absolutely amazing. So that is my top five. Honestly, it's hard to disagree with you there. Um, shit. I would say my number five, my number five might have to go to Corel, uh, voiced by Judith Barbo. Um, I thought she was a really interesting character and the way that she was able to portray like the sense of urgency to Peter while also just kind of like kind of throwing him for a loop about uh, Nikki's heritage was really funny. Um, Did you take Nikki's side? Yes, I did. Did you? Damn. I I was trying to see what happens if you didn't. (laughs) Yeah, no, sorry. Um, yeah, so freaking, I loved her performance, and it like again, she. It's hard for me to like not like use the two in unison. Like, I don't know if they work together in the same room or what, but her and John McLaren, who voiced Star Lord, were able to have like when they were in Nikki's, uh, promise. They were able to just like work off each other so freaking well, making that scene a million times more impactful. So, friggin' loved her. Uh, My number four, probably gonna give to Romaine Dennis, who played Nikki. Like you said, didn't come off as annoying whatsoever, which was fantastic. Um, Like, that was something I was genuinely afraid of, too. I'm just like, how great, like, this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um. Yeah, next I'm giving it to Sarah Levesque, who plays Lady Hellbender, because I have a big crush on Lady Hellbender. 
<laughs> I love it. Dude, I even told Brielle, I'm just like, oh shit. Like when I first <laughs> saw her, and I'm like, like I like I I was simping hard. Oh, and man. like Brielle was laughing at me, just like give me like, okay, whatever, and then saw her and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, um, I love it. So yeah, loved her. Uh, my number two, I'm probably going to give to John McLaren, uh, who played Star Lord. And the only reason I'm not giving him number one is I feel Jason Cavalier, who voiced Drax, freaking rocked my emotional world. Right. Like, uh, the margins there are really freaking close. Like, it is almost a coin flip, but it's leaning more towards uh, Drax, Drax's favor. Um, John McLaren, like, don't get me wrong, fantastic, fantastic voice acting. Um, Like I said, I think Jason Cavalier just kind of blew it out of the park a little bit better. <laughs> he really did. Um, oh man, like his, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that I liked his performance over Dave Batista's, but I did very much enjoy his performance in this. And I like that he kind of took a different route with Drax. It, it wasn't like, I feel like, um... Dave Batista tries to go like a little over the top with his humor. Yeah, I I would absolutely agree with that. And his version just kind of seemed to take the character a bit more seriously, but still putting him in like funny situations. Yeah. Like not I don't know, not like over the top funny. But just like a a decent amount of just like okay, you're just completely clueless, <laughs> and that like that worked. So I think that's also kind of a a little prop to like the writing of this. But anyway, uh, what are you sitting with voice acting? Hmm. Uh, I'll I'll say a ninety three. I might be sitting at like a solid 90. All right. All right. We got character development. So obviously we have to do this on Star-Lord because he was the main character in this. And I kind of really dug how they shared his story. I did. I love... um how uh they uh pieced together um how uh he was abducted as a child because when you first start off the game it's you know just him sitting on his bed on his birthday his mother comes down and is just like hey you know um you know we got cake upstairs you know let come upstairs you know let's, let's celebrate your birthday and literally as you go to reach for the door and open it then it just all of a sudden jumps to current day and like Drax waking Peter up and that that's that's how you're uh, introduced to Peter Quill. And then throughout the game, that whole scenario, that whole, 
you know, um, Peter finding out the truth about his, about his father, um, him getting abducted, him, his mother getting killed. It is all, um, it all gets worked out through the game. And I loved that. I love that it wasn't just given to, it, all of it wasn't just given to us right then and there. I love that it was spread out. I like how the, um, I love a freaking good flashback sequence. But yeah, like totally agree. Love how they didn't give us everything all at once. Um, I think it worked really well with the the flow of the game, and like especially like hitting. Like I think the the things that they were able to hit in the flashbacks kind of really like gave a solid foundation for what we were about to see moving forward into the story or kind of giving us like a, a really interesting like break. Yes, I absolutely agree. So I really dug it and they, they did it at like a really well-timed points in the game. Yeah, they did. Like, I really like the one uh, where you're walking to where you're pulling uh, the cart, like obviously you did with Rocket, and I did with uh, with Groot. Um, when you're pulling the the cart and like walking down that long walkway, and then it has like that flashback. Yes. So freaking really love that. Um. But yeah, like you get a lot of growth from Peter as kind of like a leader. You really do. Um, I don't know, because like I feel when it comes to like, I feel all of the Guardians respect him as the leader, or at least they try to show in their in their own ways that they do. But you can definitely tell that throughout the game, there are some that question the way that he does um, go about his leadership. <laughs> some meaning rocket. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. I. It's an interesting dynamic between them because it's like none of the Guardians seem to respect... Um, earthlings or terrans it's true and so i I think it's hard for them to to do that and then they're just all like all like really closed off individuals yeah as well so i think that's really tough and then when peter has to make the tough calls that kind of go against like i freaking caught hell and a half for selling groot from rocket like he was pissed. Yeah. You don't get like literally any backlash for selling Rocket. Yeah, he gave me so much shit for like a majority of the game, and that's like why, like, it was such a hard decision for me to not let Drax throw him. <laughs> like whenever it, it like called for it, because I'm just like little oh, shit. Yeah, but he was giving me like such a hard time. And then, like, eventually it got to, like, back to the point where, um, kind of doing, like, a little bit of a, a dive into 
Rocket as a character and kind of being a little bit more open and vulnerable with with me and getting that dialogue out of him. So it 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 got better, but it was really nice to see see that growth coming from just the team in general. Yeah, as well as as Peter. Like I think Peter was doing a lot of acceptance and like not being able to change things or like accepting reality. Like I think that was like the big thing. It was just an acceptance of reality with especially when it came to like accepting the promise and having to pull his friends out of it too. Yeah. Like especially with Drax. Like I think him and Drax have like that like really deep connection of loss yes absolutely so that like is really interesting to see um i think the only downfall is like we is just like maybe personal growth there really doesn't seem to be too much that yeah that's fair but i mean that's i mean that's not too too bad especially in like a team game like this True. I mean, technically, not really a team. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. A, a <laughs> game with a team in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to see those those relationships develop, and I think Drax and Rocket were the main focuses. Like, there were anything, any like connection with Gamora was seemed to be purely like side quest stuff. It's yeah, that's true. I mean, d- dude, I was stunned through freaking loop though when uh showcased that she uh killed Nebula. Oh my gosh! Right? God damn! Oh, like no freaking way! Yeah, that rocked me. <laughs> right? Like holy shit! Like I okay, I see we are taking a very different route here. <laughs> Oh man. And then uh, did you did you go to the collector's um museum at all? I didn't. That was I think well worth the experience. So yeah. you when you go there you can purchase a doll from from the collector and you gift it to Gamora and she kind of has a um a really interesting dialogue talking about how she didn't really get to experience a typical childhood being raised by Thanos and and all this and how she, like collecting dolls is just kind of trying to reconnect with that like the inner child in huh. in her and okay. super crazy interesting dialogue and I, I freaking loved it. Um, that sounds interesting. I like that. Yeah, but it's just like from a character like Gamora, like it just they they kept throwing like these freaking left hooks with with Gamora that you're just like that came out of nowhere, dude. Right? Like seriously. Like you have that whole thing where, where like you said, freaking killing Nebula. Like what? And then her collecting dolls. Like it's just it's odd like it's just an odd thing for someone 
like Gamora. And then they explain it so well that I'm like, okay, I guess that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really dug this. I think that, like I said, I think Groot and Gamora were more like side quest relationships to be like had, but the main focus were like Drax and Rocket. Agreed. So, I don't know quite where I'm sitting with character development, though. I think I'm, like, above average. Yeah, same here. But, like, are are you in the 90s? Or no, you still I don't 80s? know if I'm in the 90s. I'm, I'm the same way. I might be in, like, maybe the mid-80s. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Where are you? Where are you sitting at? I think I'm like on the same boat as you. I think I'm like at an 84. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Hell yeah. So I'll, I'll give it 84. All right. Next up, we got graphics. These were so good. <laughs> they were really good. Um, I think they were. A million times better than anything we got with Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> like, dude, we gave that movie a freaking 50 in graphics. It's because of all the freaking glitches that we got. Yeah, I don't think I got any glitches in this game. I had a few. Um, if I did have any. It was mostly whenever like, I'd switch outfits. Like, some, like sometimes the... Um, especially with Drax, like some of the tattoos would look fuzzy and then they like uh, hmm. have like a moment of like hyper clarity and then they'd go back to being fuzzy when he was like in motion and also during some of the cutscenes. So I guess that's not technically the fault of the game. Well, yes, it is. Technically, yeah, <laughs> they should, they should have, they should have been able to, um, get i guess motion tracking down more with that yeah dude i don't think there was very many i think the cutscene like if i'm remembering right the cutscenes actually revert back to like the how they originally look like so they don't use like the outfits that you're wearing i don't I think. think you're i don't yeah i think you're i mean i never changed costumes so i can't say anything oh now I know. Okay. So this is so no, I I'm wrong. It, it they do use it in the cutscenes, like whatever outfit you're wearing. Okay. But they don't have the outfits like universal to work with the cutscenes. Huh. So I have the um I think everyone gets it. It's the um, like the first outfit that you can choose. Like a, a, I think it's like the first appearance outfit for Star Lord, um, where he's wearing like the typical Guardians like blue colors with the, like the gold crest and everything. When you are getting arrested or taken into custody by Nikki, and you're asked to take off your the rockets on your boots. I was I was wearing that outfit, the blue one. 
like not the classic uh suit so when he's putting when he reaches down to take the the rockets off he reaches down and there's nothing there and then he pulls and then suddenly like there's stuff in his hand Uh, okay and i'm like okay come on (laughs) (laughs) so i I'll dock for that because I think that that should be, if you're going to have something that like like that big in the game it needs to work with all outfits that you I can agree. equip. Absolutely agree. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to dock for that. Um I guess this would go where I'm like graphics would kind of cover um Maybe character design and everything. I would say so. Just trying to like look, look through, see if there's anything that's like, eh. Like everyone looked really freaking good. They really did. Like honestly, I like yeah, I'm used to like how they look in the MCU, but they looked fantastic here. Yeah, I really liked. Um, like what they did with Rocket, kind of giving, like differentiating him from other versions where he kind of has like a, the long goatee. Yeah, I loved that too. I thought that was so cool. Um, dude, the environment in some of these worlds, though, like when he you're fighting or in the the first area when you're in the the quarantine zone. Like, that looked amazing. Dude, right? Like, oh my god. Like, they nailed the freaking scale of this game. They, Oh my god, yeah, the world building is just incredible in this one. Yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through, like, the pictures of it right now. I love it. Um... It took a minute for it to grow on me, but Star-Lord's mask, kind of really, really sick. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Like, it, yeah. It's definitely, I'm sorry to say, comparing it again, it's definitely, you know, slightly different from the MCU, but goddamn did it look good and it really worked for me. Yeah, it looked really freaking good. <laughs> like, all of their outfits, dude. Like, there were definitely like some of like the bonus outfits that that sucked, <laughs> but like all of the outfits freaking rocked. Like I even really liked the uh, the end, like the gold outfits that you wear, like for the final fight. Yeah, those yeah those actually looked really good. Like honestly, um, I thought those looked better than uh, some of the like final like Stark outfits that some of the Avengers wore in. Oh, dude, Avengers. no freaking comparison there. Those look like <laughs> trash. Yeah, they really did. Um, But Groot looked freaking awesome. Um, I didn't... He's actually the one, like, another one of the, uh, the Guardians that I... It was him and Star-Lord that I didn't use their MCU outfits. And I didn't use oh, okay. it because the the MCU outfit made Groot look too skinny. No shit, really? Yeah, it was not good. Like, I like a 
a bulkier Groot. I would agree. I mean, then Drax was just Drax, freaking just shirtless. Um, and then Gamora's design was really cool. Like that one took a minute for it to grow on me too, but I really dug her her look. Yeah, I'm trying to look up real quick what they're, uh... Okay, yeah, I see where you're coming from here. Yeah, he looks way too skinny. What the shit? Yeah. Looks like freaking like, teenage I like group. a bulky... Or, yeah, a bulkier, um... Groot. Like, it's just his limbs. Like, or especially his arms. Like, if you would have just bulked up his arms a little bit... That, yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. I really appreciated how... I mean, other than... I guess Drax. It's just changing... Just, like, the, the base model. Like, with Gamora, like, she still has the same hair. Yeah. And, like, it's not changing the, like, the face. It's changing, like, just some colors. Like, but her hair is, like, consistent. Like, there's only one outfit where her hair, like, changes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like their fire, like, molten outfit or whatever. But, I I mean, I like, too, how all of the Guardians had, I mean, Star-Lord had, like, a, a wider variety of outfits. Um... Like, out of everyone, because obviously he's the playable character. But yeah. everyone else had the exact same amount of outfits. Just <laughs> so you could, like, set... Like, have your whole team match if you wanted to. Yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah, I I did too. So, I freaking loved it. Like, the, the outfits looked good. <sighs> Freaking the the Nova Core looked bitchin', dude. Right? Like, oh my gosh. I will say this: the Centurions did kind of have a uh, Doctor Fate vibe to them. <laughs> yeah, I I can definitely agree with that. But I mean, overall, like, freaking off the hook. Loved it. So I mean, very very little complaints there. I'd say, yeah. like, just taking into consideration some of the issues that we had, but I mean, overall, it looked good. So, I'm probably average here too, maybe eighty-two. Yeah, you know, not you there. All right, music is <laughs> off the hook, dude. I will fight you for a ten. So this is out of a hundred. Oh, this is out of a hundred. I'm sorry. I'm so used to being attends for this. Um, dude, I actually have no issues giving this a hundred. Oh yes, and I almost gave it a thousand. <laughs> the, dude, the I have songs. It's just incredible. I have three songs. For, so, th- for those of you that don't know, they have a band. So Star-Lord gets his name from his favorite band. His favorite band's name is Star-Lord. And so that's like the 
the uh, the patch on the back of his jacket, like everything, like says Star Lord. But Star Lord is a band, and so they released a whole freaking album of like from the artist Star Lord, which is not a real band. So they hired a band to play Star Lord and release like this whole album. I have three or four of those songs saved on my my Spotify. Yes, dude, I love it. That's awesome. Like do you have you listened to any of those outside of the the game? I haven't. I honestly need to now because I freaking the fact that you added them to your Spotify just yeah, freaking makes I, me happy, so. I added like the first song that it plays that you listen yeah, to so like in the game. That song is a freaking banger and it has no right being that freaking good (laughs) (laughs) and oh my gosh dude and then the rest of the 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 soundtrack is incredible seriously like i i'm gonna look it up of real quick oh dude you got oh my god dude the what was the one that they like i couldn't believe that they actually had uh, never gonna give you up. I couldn't believe that they actually had that in there. I know, freaking getting rickrolled in the middle of a game. Freaking the Blondie theme, call me. That was ugh. Kickstart my heart. Tainted love. Oh, freaking love that song. Yeah, you guys can pull up the, the. So it's the a playlist, the Guardians of the Galaxy original video game playlist. So you have freaking Never Gonna Give You Up, Holding Out for a Hero from Footloose. I love it so much. Freaking Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. White Wedding, Billy Idol, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Tears for Fears. Take On Me by Aha. The final, yeah, the final countdown, Europe, We Built This City by Starship, and then everything from freaking the Star-Lord band. Oh, freaking, just hit after hit after hit, dude. Yep. And so the, the, the songs I have are Zero to Hero, uh, No Guts, No Glory, Ah, uh, there's another one. What's it called? Oh, Space Riders with No Names. And I think All for One. It's either All for One or uh, Solar Skies. But freaking bangers, dude. So Just amazing. N- <laughs> nothing but freaking bangers. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Like, this is exactly what you would expect from a Guardians of the Galaxy game. At least now, because James Gunn made... (laughs) After hearing this soundtrack, Gunn, you got got a lot to deliver on with that Volume 3 soundtrack. Yeah. It better freaking rock my socks, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. Alright. Next up, we got gameplay. This is where I'm going to be a little bit more critiqueful of the game. 
That's that's fair. I mean, what was your thoughts of when, you know, like they would have those team huddles and um, you know, they they would decide which way to go. Did did you like that? Did you feel that was like a good team building dynamic or did that ever get annoying to you? I actually really liked when we had to do that. I I did as well. Um, I'm just wondering if like anyone actually ever did get annoyed by it. Um, I feel like it could get annoying. Like is, but I I did it like very rarely. Same here. Like I maybe did it once or twice per mission or te- per yes, chapter. I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it didn't feel Somewhere. like it was just over the top. Um. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think my big issue was trying to get characters to do stuff. Yeah, good old CPUs, am I right? Yeah, so for those of you that haven't played it, you have like to get your um your teammates to do stuff, at least in combat. Um I think it was only difficult in combat when it came to um like doing puzzle based stuff and having them to do the like the extras that wasn't too difficult um but it was in combat so in combat you have to like hold i think it's one of the trigger buttons right yes yeah so it's like a trigger button and then it pops up the guardian's menu and then you have to push one of the the buttons um ABXY for Xbox or the uh, X circle square triangle for PlayStation. Yeah, for PlayStation. So you you press one of those to choose your guardian. So you can hold it and like for Rocket, for example, like you can press. I'm just gonna go based off Xbox. So you you hold that tri- the the left trigger, press. B for rocket and then you have to press one of those buttons again for a separate attack. So usually like with rocket, like if you're wanting to use his ultimate attack, you just your left trigger BB and then that's rocket's attack. But rocket yeah. has three additional attacks that he can do, so you can have the trigger B Y, B, X, B, A, so that like activates different things. But when you're in the middle of combat, that's like the last thing I'm I'm thinking of. Like, Same here. Like I, like I never did any other attack other than like the guardian, like whatever direction the guardians were. So like if you had the left trigger, it's like rocket would be B, uh, Gamora would be Y. I think Drax was or no. Groot was A, and then Drax was X. So I'd always just do XX or YY or BB or AA. Like never like did like a variation on yeah on the moves. So that was a little difficult. I don't know how else you would do that, but it made fighting with a variety really hard. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um the puzzles were good. They were um 
I mean, did you feel like playing a Star Lord? Did you feel like comfortable uh, as him? Did you ever feel like he was ever hard to control, or I feel he was only ever hard to control when he was gliding around. Yeah, definitely agree with that. <laughs> like one of the moves that you can do is Star Lord. Like that was another thing I freaking get used to. So you have like your special moves that you can do for like the Guardians. So like I said, the trigger A. B or X, Y, whatever the hell, like, sequence you wanted to do. But you also had a sequence for Star-Lord. And that was freaking hard. Yeah, dude, seriously, though. It was a pain in the ass trying to remember which one, like, what did what. Like, I wish that you could have set what those attacks were. Because there were definitely some attacks that dealt more damage and stun than their base attack. That I wish I would have been been able to use more often. Yeah. So I, I wish I could have said that as like the base. But I mean, whatever. It worked well enough. But yeah, when you were gliding around, like that was a pain in the actual ass. At least it was no freaking gliding around as Iron Man. So yeah. it wasn't that bad. But um, no, still though. Also, you had to be like very careful with enemy lock yes because you're not getting attacked by like one enemy you can be getting like surrounded by a ton of different enemies and just be getting like absolutely wrecked but if you like enemy lock on one because enemies like to jump around so if you enemy lock on one and someone's attacking you from behind there's nowhere no way to attack the person behind you without turning your enemy lock off and that freaking sucked. Yeah, dude, seriously though. Like that that made combat really hard sometimes, especially when you got to those weird cubes that you had to like change like whether you froze or um electrified or whatever the hell with that. Yeah, really freaking hard. I think the only thing that I really liked doing was changing the elements on the element gun. That's fair. I can see that. Yeah, so for like the element gun you had um air, fire, electricity and ice. That sounds right. My go-to was electricity. Like I felt like that dealt the most. Yep, yeah, same here. Like, high stun, like, yeah. a little bit of damage, too, where fire would... It would deal the damage, but it wouldn't really, like, stop people in their tracks, yeah. which is what you needed to do <laughs> when you're getting, like, surrounded. You just need everyone to stop moving, so you just zap the ever-living shit out of them. Um, so, I like that aspect of, of combat. And then, like I said, I really like the puzzle aspect, too. Like, it, I don't feel like it. this relied on combat as heavily as Avengers did. Yeah, oh my god. Avengers was the freaking worst with that. Yeah, it was just, like, like walking around, like, oh, gotta beat these guys, oh, gotta beat these guys, oh, gotta beat these guys. Like, here you had, like, a variety, like... Oh, you're in like an open space, defeat these enemies, and then you can start like working on the puzzle. And then you like walk around like this environment, try to find like hidden clues, like, oh, secret tunnel. And then you 
go and do that. At least that's how I did. <laughs> you probably just like soldier through. <laughs> yep. Because that's the Rose way. So, I mean, that, that part was fun. Um, and I, I definitely really enjoyed the, like the different puzzles that you could do. And especially like, as you started to, to get more, um, abilities with your element guns, like it, it made puzzles difficult, but in like a good way, like more, more challenging, which, which is at least for, in my opinion, makes it more fun. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not so much for me. (laughs) <laughs> makes me that much closer to throwing my remote through my TV, but you know, I I love a good, good puzzle in in video games. Like yeah, I we I so would choose puzzles. Yeah, I would choose puzzles over combat any day. Do yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Me and Caleb are so complete opposite with that shit. <laughs> it's very rare that we're complete opposite, but with that, yeah, it's definitely. Um, I don't know if we. Like if we've ever talked about this, how when we when you played Spider Man, how would you play? Like if you were going to like clear out a room, would you just jump down and beat everyone up? No, I still tried to be sneaky and like do like the like the um what were they called like the sneaky web attacks like grabbing someone like freaking like throwing them up in there and like webbing them up and then like. Uh, attaching them to the ceiling. Um, but I'll fully admit, sometimes I would slip, or um, I I ran a little too fast and like accidentally went into the room without uh knowing. Um, so most of the time when it came to me just like running full speed into the situation, it was by accident. I didn't actually mean to. Fair. What do I do? No, I I I try to be as stealthy as humanly possible. Like I would clear out um some missions without ever like throwing a punch. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I love that. Like I had fun with that. Like I I would like I'm the type of person at least with, with if like the video game gives me the option to like Spider-Man did, I would sit there for like 5 maybe 10 minutes like studying what each of the the baddies does and then just strategically starting to take them out like one by one dude i love that that's awesome i had fun (laughs) (laughs) um anyway getting back to guardians i mean the gameplay wasn't wasn't bad no it wasn't I don't know, for me, I'm going to say a solid 80 for gameplay. Pitch, yeah. god damn. I'm looking, like, I'm looking at, like, our past games, and we gave Fallen Order a 92, it, like, for gameplay, which I would still agree with. We um, gave Red then, Dead a 77? Yeah, because freaking... Swapping guns and like all the different shit you could oh, do was a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's true. I about that. <laughs> I was like, why the hell is this so low? Okay, that makes sense. Hey, the game's still in the freaking A. That yeah, that's true. That is very true. Um, I don't know. 
I might go a l I might say it's on the same level as Red did. I'm, I'm going to go 77. All right. Well, I it I had I think I had more issues with the gameplay than I than not. That's fair. All right, main missions. I think so this was just like going along with story. So I think the main yeah. missions were solid. They really were. Oh my god. Like they they really just led to an amazing story. Um just yeah, like I I feel like like I said the way that the get the main missions are set up you get to know this team so well um you get to understand their their strengths their differences uh why they work so well together why they don't work so well together um and I don't know honestly like after playing this game I feel I know the Guardians of the Galaxy more than I did with the previous two MCU movies I'm sorry to say but with a lot with not not with every character but like like you pointed out especially with like rocks and rocks wow rocket <laughs> that was me combining rocks and rock <laughs> god damn it, I did it again <laughs> that's me combining rocket and drax uh rock yeah rocks there we go um <laughs> uh like you pointed out earlier uh when it comes to like not peter quill but like the rest of the team Rocket and Drax are definitely the ones that get like the most told about them. Gamora and Groot kind of not get sidelined, but we definitely like when we get to know something new about Gamora, it's definitely like a like a huge surprise because for the most part, we don't really uh, get to explore a lot of Gam- Gamora's past. And, and I mean, like, yeah, you know, of course, we get the whole daughter of Thanos thing. They dive into that. The death of the death of Nebula, or her killing Nebula, which is still freaking jaw dropping. Um, but you definitely get more of a sense of uh, knowing who Rocket and Drax are, along with Star Lord, and just I don't know. I, I finishing this game, I felt I I knew these characters more personally than I did when it comes to the MCU. Nothing against the MCU. I love those movies. Guard the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are some of my favorite MCU movies of all time. But and probably just because this is a video game, we I feel that you get to know these characters even more. Yeah, you definitely got me there. I think the main missions were like really good and like could hit you in such an emotional way. Like when you get those reveals that a freaking bug on my mic. <laughs> um, how cold? You know what? I I gotta know how. What's the weather out there right now? Really quickly. It's warm. You son of a bitch. It's, it, it's like it's kind of like a chilly warm, like where it's like really kind of chilly in the mornings, but then like warms up through the day. So it's kind of like fall time ish. I would say. Like early you. fall time, at least you. in Utah. <laughs> yeah, freaking, freaking thirties over here, snowing, freaking great. Cause I know you miss the snow. I know you do. Don't don't. Not lie. even a don't little lie. bit. Don't don't lie. Don't don't lie. I see past your lies, bro. I I've known you <laughs> s- so many years. We have a connection. I see past you. 
So don't try to hide it from me. Uh, dude, it's like anyway. that da- that damn picture you took with your family on Thanksgiving. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Freaking the comment Brielle said. Oh my dude, god, I couldn't stop laughing. She shared like she showed me that picture. She's like, hey, look, Froze had Thanksgiving with his family, and I like looked at it for a second. I didn't say anything, but I'm like, he looks pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brielle's just like, is it just me or does he seem like he's mad? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> what did she say? She said, it looks like I have death in my eyes. Yeah. You look Dude, like you're about said. to like light something on fire. <laughs> uh, I, I mean... Under the circumstances, yes, that that is a reason why. But also, I was sitting in a very uncomfortable position. Yep, I saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Dude, Rose is getting ready to like grab a plate and just snap it over <laughs> someone's head." <laughs> I think at least you and her would know whose whose head I would break it over first. We we know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Before um, I say anything else that might wind, might have me wind up in prison. Um, yeah, getting back to the main missions. Um, honestly, I think my only issue with a lot of the main missions were sometimes the combat was really hard to get through. Dude, oh my god, I can't count how many freaking times I died. A lot. Yeah, and I had this shit on easy. I did too. Like, what the hell? Like, I thought Avengers was hard to get through with those freaking aim robots. Okay, Avengers was damn near impossible to get through. Even on easy. Yeah, oh my god, don't get me started with those freaking, like, huge aim robots that had, like, freaking four force fields around them. Yeah, Dude, I, think, I think my big issue with Avengers is just like you couldn't really tell how, like, like I know the enemies have like a health bar and everything. It's just you can't really tell how effective your hits are on people. Yeah, dude, straight up. Like, it just it doesn't like it just feels like you're swinging and not really hitting anything, and then. Yep. Eventually, like, they die. What felt good about this is, like, the characters will, like, kind of pop off a little, like, yeah. kind of blast away a little bit. So, it made you feel like, okay, like, yeah, freaking A. Or, my favorite were, the, like, little, um, like, lumpy cubes or balls that you could come and just freaking kick and they yes. break. Yes. Oh, I freaking loved those. Um... But yeah, I think that was my only issue, like main missions wise. Um, the main missions, like they pushed the for the story forward. They were fun, uh, especially when you got to do like more story based stuff. Yes. Um. So I I loved. I loved the the main missions. Personally, sitting maybe. Eighty seven with it you know what? i'll match you there all right side quests 
considering I just power th powered through, I didn't really get to experience a lot of these. Yeah, this okay, so side quests are interesting for for me at least. I like so they didn't really have any side quests. Like that it was anything like that I would say is would be considered side quest is more gathering collectibles. And the like the currency that you could you could collect to upgrade your gear that kind of got a little tedious after a while. Do you feel though it worked better though than like how currency worked in Avengers? Yes. Or... Okay. Um like it was just like once you upgrade I feel like they they kind of skimped out on uh upgrades. Yeah, I I, I would I, even I would agree with that. I feel like I upgraded everything to the max pretty quick. Like, pretty early on in the game, too. Yeah. Like, I think I don't even think I was halfway before I upgraded everything. Really? Damn. Yeah, like, I know that there was stuff that was unlocked until I reached a certain level, but I had everything I could possibly have unlocked. Damn. Yeah, I've and then I'm like so bad about that in like video games of like upgrading my equipment because like I hardly did that. Not only did I hardly do it in this game, but I hardly did it in Avengers either. I'm so bad at that shit. God, I really need to get better at this stuff, man. I need to actually like fully embrace and like play the video game fully. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So getting those collectibles. Like I said, got tedious after a while. The only collectibles that I felt were worth gathering were the ones that like gave you dialogue with the team. Okay. Um. So I I know f like for example, um, with with Groot, you had the uh, the broken translator. Uh, with Drax, there were actually. Uh, when you're going to face Fing Fing Foom and like hunting him down, uh, there's a broken sword piece that you can take, like as a collectible, and then like kind of discuss um, whatever Drax's species habits were when it came to facing Fing Fing Foom. Huh? Because like they made it kind of like that was like the ultimate like contest like or proof of worth like that was like the ultimate thing that you could do go face down fing fing foom okay and so like you could collect some of the um the the team markers and he would kind of give you like a backstory on them and give you like some really interesting uh like conversation on that kind of stuff and that was like fantastic but those were like very few and far between and the collect like i i think i only missed like two collectibles that's pretty impressive man like on my first playthrough and then i i just kind of 
watch the story, like the dialogue on like the ones I missed. Okay. Just because I didn't want to go back and like do it all again. Because it's like, oh, you have to play this chapter, but it's like at the end of the chapter. And I'm like, ugh. Of course it is. Yeah. So didn't really want to do that. But the the dialogue was interesting. The the rest of the like the collectibles not really worth it. Oh, okay. Like those, like okay, not counting outfits. Like if you wanted to go find and like collect outfits, but it's like at least for me, once I find the outfit that I want, I'm using that the rest of the game. Dude, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, even though I didn't change. Um the guardians outfits like honestly i feel uh sorry to go back to avengers but once they like released like my favorite like mcu skin of a certain character yeah i never change it yeah like i honestly wish that they would have released um and i know they couldn't have because it wasn't released yet the both the uh outfits for uh clint and kate from hawkeye because i love those suits so much and now i'll never change them again because they're I feel for the time being, they're as comic accurate as you can get. Yeah. So, I mean, side quests were a little bit of a letdown for me. Personally. Like like I said, the collectibles that were worth getting were absolutely worth getting. Yeah. But it's once you collected all those and upgraded all your gear, there was really no point other than to for completion's sake and unfortunately i'm kind of one of those completionist gamers i get you man so personally with these i'm at probably as average as average can get so i'm, I'm sitting at a 75 there Considering that uh, I don't really have a lot to base my opinion off of because I didn't really do the side requests, I feel I'm just going to match you with that once again. All right, last up, we got our own personal grade. So, Rose, you want to take this one first? I would love to. Um, So, overall, Square Enix, this was a huge step up from Marvel's Avengers. Um... I feel I might have liked that game just a little more than Caleb. Um, maybe just a little bit. Because um, I feel I still do revisit from time to time. Um, but this is a step in the right direction when it comes to you guys making superhero games. Um, honestly, I really hope to see more from Square Enix. Um, just the... The... Oh my god. The character development in this game is so great. It was such a great idea to just have it be one player. You only play a Star-Lord. You're just interacting with the rest of the Guardians. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would have loved to be able to play it as the other four, but honestly this worked out perfectly. Um, it it lets you like really dive into this story and just appreciate what plot they were trying to tell for this uh, game. And it just came across so gracefully. Uh, great gracefully graciously whatever you know what i mean um but just such a great game um i can't say enough good about it um so personally um personally i'm at a 91 
Hmm. I will say this about this game. I did not have crazy high hopes that it was going to be as good as it was. Like, I... I started playing Guardians of the Galaxy like right off the coattails of Avengers. And the only reason I played it or even got it in the first place was because it was on such a good deal at Walmart for Black Friday. And if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have ended up playing this game. I mean, yeah, if it weren't for Caleb, I wouldn't have either, because he's the one that told me about the deal. Yeah, so... <laughs> but it was a, a really good, genuine surprise. And I'm so glad that I ended up playing it, because I'm a sucker. Like, even if the gameplay... Like, I, I mean, I scored it, like, slightly above average, and the side quests were slightly above average... You can't beat a solid story. And th- this, that's exactly what this game had. It had a freaking killer story. Like one that like... I remember one day staying up till like... One in the morning playing. Because I was just so invested in what was co- coming in the next chapter. I was just like... There's no... Because I was... Yeah, I... I... Oh... I was invested and that like, that's exactly what this, the story of this does. It it gets you invested, gets you invested in the characters, in the team, in just star Lord as a person and freaking just tears at your heartstrings with all the shit that they make you do. Having to pull Drax out of a fantasy and him like, like knowing like, I know this isn't real. I want to be here. But then, ha- like, having to pull him away from that and, like, sharing, like, we need you. And having to pull him away from this false reality it was just heartbreaking. And then having to b- put Peter through the trauma of losing his mother again, but h- him having to be the one to pull the trigger. And then. Dealing with with Rocket and his like own personal bubble of issues. It's just there's so many like intricate things at play in this story that are just that work so well and just like absorb you into the story. And I loved every second of it. Every Every freaking second of it. Like, the only issues that I had with this game were, like, technical stuff. That's fair. And, it like, if you guys would have had, like, if it would have been easier to um, activate different abilities in combat, like, from, like, the other Guardians, I would have really liked that. I would have liked more upgrades for my stuff. And then I would have liked the the collectibles to be a little bit more vast. Sure. Like, give me a reason to go back and play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, other than the, those issues, which I feel are minor and 
in the at least in the way that I play video games. <laughs> like, like no shit. Like I played I played a, a video game. Um, I forget what it's called. Where you're you're playing like a ghost detective, trying to solve your own murder, and the story of that was so freaking good. But the one thing that pissed me off about the game is like you couldn't run. So you walk around everywhere. God, what are you, Michael Myers? Yeah, it drove me up a wall. But <laughs> <laughs> um, understandable. But I I loved that game. Like absolutely loved that game. So I am personally sitting at a might be at like a ninety two. That's but all right. So that concludes this week's breakdown. So the final All Bros letter grade for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy has come to a B plus. Hell yeah. Yeah, it is sitting at a very solid 87%, which is like perfect middle ground for for our B plus range. So that's awesome. Yeah, really freaking solid. Um obviously we we don't have very many other video games to compare this to. <laughs> um we'll have to like come up with a like do a quick rating of Spider-Man eventually. Yes. yes. Um, probably just between the two of us, just so we can have that score on hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this actually puts it like in third place. More than likely, if we added Spider-Man, it'd probably be in fourth place of five. True. <laughs> so our number one game was Jedi or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is sitting at a ninety point eight six percent, followed by Red Dead Redemption Two, which is sitting at a ninety point zero three percent, and then Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy sitting at a B plus with an eighty seven percent, and then Marvel's Avengers sitting at a D plus. With a sixty-seven point two nine percent, gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll say this: I'm not disappointed with the score. No, I'm not either. I think that's perfect. Yeah, same here. But anyway, so yeah, that's where this uh, where this game is sitting. Hell yeah! Sitting at a very very solid B plus. But all right, if you guys liked this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if you want to listen that way. Um, or you can follow us on social media where you can find links to everything that we do or if you want to hit us up with an episode idea, want to answer our question. Nope, we don't do those. <laughs> <laughs> um, oops. Yeah. 
um, or if you would like to join us for an episode, we would love to have anyone on to talk about any movie <laughs> um, or video game. If you want to join us for a big video game episode, uh, yeah. we do those every 50 just so it gives us a decent chunk of time to actually play a yes. game. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I've kind of given up on Twitter because it's just yeah. the absolute shit show that's happening over on Twitter. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Like, stuff is still being posted to Twitter. It's just yeah. I'm not making too much of an effort about it anymore. Okay. No, nah, dude, I get you. I understand. Yeah, Elon Musk has just kind of run Twitter to the ground. And I feel like a lot of people are just abandoning ship. Oh, shit. But anyway, you can find us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the All Bros. Um, you can email us at channel at gmail.com if you want to hit us up with anything. Uh, you can also check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the All Bros, where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, we actually recently got a suggestion from our good friend DJ. We are going... So, at, we'll probably do it like the week before. But the week before we break down the Super Mario Brothers, we're going to break down the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick that week. <laughs> I'm 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 feeling a two, uh how long away is that? Let's see, December, January, February, March. I'm feeling like a 5-month cold coming on, so. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh. oh. But anyway, um so yeah, that wraps up this episode. Uh, next week, uh, you guys can look forward to us finally getting into something Christmas. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about David Harbour's new movie, Violent Night. Yes. So excited <laughs> to see this one. This looks like it's going to be a blast. It and I'm going to be does. very disappointed if it's not. <laughs> It's gotten really good reviews and freaking has it over- really? Oh yeah, and it freaking overperformed at the box yes! office. I'm so, so pumped! I'm yeah. so pumped. <laughs> There's nothing better than freaking violent Santa. <laughs> and considering it's David Harbor playing him, oh perfection. Uh, so yeah, you guys can look forward to that next week. Um, and we'll figure out something to do for our, our post-Christmas episode. Probably going to do another Christmas movie, but yeah, we'll figure that out. That is a problem for future us. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. See you next week. I'm trying, trying. What the shit was that? I don't know. I'm trying some something new, and it was all right. (laughs) Uh, That's being generous. Damn, I was trying to go for. uh, Have you seen um, the South Park episode with uh, Kyle's cousin Kyle? 
The one that, oh, that goes, yeah. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for that voice, but uh, yeah, didn't really work out. All right. I'll work. I'll work on it. 